Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Welcome back to the Servants of Grace theology segment. My name is Dave and I'm the, I'm the host for this show. And today one of our listeners asked a great question. What are the pastoral epistles? Titus was written to encourage Titus, his, his brother in the faith, whom Paul had left on Crete to lead the church Paul established there during one of his missionary journeys. Paul wrote 1 Timothy to encourage Timothy in his responsibility in overseeing the Ephesian church. In fact, Paul's second letter to Timothy was written around 67 AD before the Apostle Paul was put to death. Paul was imprisoned in Rome and was all alone, and he was abandoned, and he realized his life was coming to an end. 2 Timothy is Paul's last words, where he looks past his circumstances, he demonstrates concern for Timothy and the churches. And Paul uses his last words to encourage Timothy and all Christians to persevere in the faith in 2 Timothy 3.14, and to proclaim the gospel of the Lord Jesus in 2 Timothy 4.2. First Timothy it deals with matters related to church organization and worship, covering matters such as the following, praying for all governing authorities in 1 Timothy 2, women in relationship to authority in 1 Timothy 2, 9-15, dignity in Titus 3.11, male pastors and elders in 1 Timothy 3, 1-7, and 1 Timothy 5, 17-18, deacons in 1 Timothy 3, 8-10, verse 12, Warnings about those who leave the faith in 1 Timothy 4. Instructions about various groups within the church, including widows in 1 Timothy 5. Instructions about false teachers and contentment in 1 Timothy chapter 6. And 2 Timothy is the last of Paul's letters, and it's where he shares his deep personal friendship with Timothy, and much more, including not being ashamed of Christ in 2 Timothy chapter 1. Being a good soldier of Christ who is approved by God, 2 Timothy chapter 2. It warns of godlessness in the last days and the importance of scripture in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And challenges Timothy to preach the word in season and out of season in 2 Timothy chapter 4. And now Titus deals with matters related to the character and qualifications of church officials, such as elders in Titus 1, 3-5, stating they are to be men of dignity, respect, honor, and more. Titus also covers the importance of sound doctrine in Titus 2 and the importance of living out our faith in Christ by serving others in Titus chapter 3. Pastoral epistles are invaluable for church leaders because they're full of heartfelt instruction and warnings that characterize the ministry of the Apostle Paul. In fact, his teaching in the pastoral epistles is vital today, but especially because of the following. He speaks of church organization, the role of women in ministry, the mediatorial role of Christ. He encourages Christians to persevere in faith. He teaches Christians to stand firm in sound doctrine. Paul writes about the inspiration of scripture. He warns against false and apostate teachers. Now the pastoral epistles are the how-to manual for pastors in all places and at all times. In the New Testament area, the kingdom of God on earth takes the form and part through the local church composed of its members and its ministry. First Timothy gives a wealth of information about the local church and its calling to promote the truth of Christ in the world. 
Paul's point in 1 Timothy is that godliness is central to the Christians continuing in the gospel and the church's proclamation of the gospel. Words relating to godliness occur ten times in the book, and throughout the letter, Paul grounds godly behavior in the gospel of the Lord Jesus. Sadly, those whose behavior is contrary to the gospel of Jesus, it denies the reality of the Christian faith. Personal godliness is not only indispensable to perseverance and faithfulness, it's essential to the proclamation of the gospel itself. The theme of 1 Timothy is Christ-centered godliness for the sake of the gospel. 2 Timothy contributes to the Bible storyline, showing how it's not only universal, it's also personal, it's also individual. So every individual needs salvation, and every individual ends their life either inside or outside the kingdom of God. 2 Timothy tells the story of Paul's final days as they are lived out in recollection of the life of faith that preceded it. And Paul's experience is intended as a model for every Christian experience. As every Christian faces the same glorious future that, that Paul did and the same struggle to persevere under death, Second Timothy gives us a glimpse into the life of a man who lived well and who died well in Christ. The master story of Scripture is partly the history of the kingdom of God on earth and in heaven. The church is the New Testament manifestation of the kingdom of God on earth. The book of Titus tells the story of how pastors and congregations should live as embodiments of the kingdom of God. Two emphasis run throughout Titus, however. Anyone wants, anyone wants and, and legalism. Living however you want is reckless. It's godless. It's, it's rule-free living. Legalism is dutiful, strict, dry living. The first takes advantage of the grace of God. The latter seeks to earn it. And though very different in its expression, Paul shows how both of those ideas grow from the same root. Hope in the flesh for personal fulfillment. The person who lives however they want feeds on the lust of the flesh. The legalist feeds on the pride in his flesh. Both paths result in spiritual fatigue, strife, sin, and hatred of God. Paul shows in Titus that the answer to both living however you want and legalism is the gospel. You see, the gospel alone gives the security, the love, and joy that the human heart craves. The gospel frees the people of God from captivity to the lust of the flesh and the need to exalt ourselves above others, as the absolute approval of the only one whose opinion matters has been given to us as a gift in Christ alone. See, Christ is all we need for everlasting joy. The gospel creates in the people of God something every human religion is unable to create, that is, a longing for God. The gospel trains our hearts to pursue righteousness and to be zealous for good works. The good news does this, and not through the threat of punishment or a promise of reward, but by making us stand in awe of the God who gave himself for his people. In fact, regulating the flesh cannot curb sinful desires any more than you can tame a wild animal by changing it. Only by a profound experience with the grace of God it can transform the human heart. The gospel gives the people of God the satisfaction in God that curbs their desire for sin, and the security in God that, that no failures on our part can threaten. A proper understanding of the gospel produces joyful, generous, and holy giving. And where these things are absent, Paul says, so is the power of the gospel. And so Paul urges the people of God to strive for good works. And when they do so with the motivation of grace, the difference between the gospel and legalism will be made clear. Because Paul believes that the gospel grows deeper in the people of God, it will go wider in the world. 
And so Paul's prescription in Titus is not for the Cretan Christians to try harder at getting better or to have their best life now. Paul wants these Christians and Christians today to believe the gospel more deeply. If they and us today will focus on the root of the gospel, they will produce the fruits of godliness. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.